Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. All right, so today, welcome back to Inside the Closet. Mateo Lane, Emma Wilman. Today we bring on probably one of my favorite people on the face of the planet. Um, I I can't think of someone more naturally funny, Mm. um, a better friend, um, someone who's a staple in not just New York comedy, but comedy. Mm -hmm. And the most... um, (laughs) Just a funny motherfucker. Controversial, best partner, worst partner in Fortnite. I fucking love this next person. Please welcome Yamanika Saunders. Oh my god! And such an interesting, unique human being with just an incredible backstory that just is so, so fascinating. I want to brag about you for a second, Yam. Yam is one of these comics that when she gets on stage, there's very, uh, people who don't understand the comedy world, we see comedy all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, how is the show, blah, blah, whatever. You know, it's just, we're running through. We got millions of spots. Yamanika is one of the very few comics that comics leave what they're doing, go downstairs and go watch on stage. And the staff, if the staff is laughing, I have seen the village underground. I've asked them. I always ask the staff of village underground. Who is your favorite comic? Yamanika Saunders, Yamanika Saunders, Yamanika Saunders, Yamanika Saunders. I mean, they're literally, they can't even finish typing the meal order because they're laughing too hard. That is how fucking funny Yamanika Saunders is. So I just wanted to get that off the top. Wow. First of all, I thought you was think- talking about Phyllis Diller. I was like, man, am I on the <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, imagine we're like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you like, if you at your own funeral, you hear some shit, you wake up and you go, who the hell are they talking about? The fu- yeah, I've had that when they do an intro and they're saying stuff. I'm like, oh, I thought I was next. And they're like, you are, you dumb fuck. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, who's, oh, okay. yeah. Who's this bitch coming up to this? Because of damn right. right. I, I right. appreciate you guys. <laughs> so much and you guys know i adore you and i think you guys are super super amazing and funny well that's the only reason why i'm here because you know I don't, <laughs> I don't i don't get on everybody's uh podcasts and shows and stuff because honey i need people that can step up you know Appreciate- we, yeah for sure Yam- yamanika is one of the few people that i've spoke to the people that i've talked to every single day from the beginning of march has been yamanika saunders my mother and bob the drag queen mm. <laughs> yes and Yam and I have been through so it's it. I our journey in Fortnite has become it's so. And the other night when we played with each other, that was so special because it was like everything this past year coming together, and it was back to basics. Just you and so I. So funny I, that you guys are playing. I mean, I've heard of I had heard about Fortnite through my ex girlfriend's cousin, and that's how I would always hear about it. And then when Mateo started talking about it, I was like, all right. All right. Yeah. And then when he started mentioning who he was playing with, I was like, you guys all play like that is so interesting to think you gotta about. Come watch. You've got to watch one of the streams when we're all playing. It gets really nuts. Right. We have such a great time. And I was gonna call you the other day, Mateo. I just got busy. So I was like, we should do every now and then we should make sure we have time to do duos because we're so mm. I I great we should it. do Yama because yeah, last night I was gonna ask you to come on, but I saw you doing your Instagram live. So okay, she's doing that. You know, if she comes on, she comes on. But I thought we should do a weekly show. Mm-hmm. No one else. No, yeah. no, Donnie, no Jacob, no Marina, Jordan, all these people we love. Yam and Mateo. We're going to do two hours of Fortnite. I can yeah. make a poster and promote it just once a week. Yeah, so everyone knows it's Friday night, eight o'clock. Yam Mateo. 
I would love it. I mean, it can't be Friday because I have my show, but you know. uh, like a Thursday or something. Now, what do I see when I see? I know I see your guys' heads like it's like a talking head thing, but do I see through the eyes also of your character that's as they're shooting stuff? Yeah, you can okay. watch. On you get to watch gameplay through Twitch. You get to watch gameplay, and you get to watch us in a smaller screen. So it's like watching TV on TV. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And then if it's both of you on, it would just be like split screen, small Mateo, small Yamanika character, your character. What happens if you guys run into each other on Fortnite? Does it just like explode? we are we are constantly running into each other oh. or next to each other? But you're gonna see everybody's screen independently, so you'll see everything that you'll see Mateo's character and everything that's in the world around his character and my character. So sometimes they'll look the same because we'll be in the same same area, or sometimes when I go off. <laughs> Shopping. <laughs> I want to get a VR one of these. I want to do something with sex. <laughs> I'm I, yeah. <laughs> oh, they've got to have it coming. Yeah, I want to do something. It. I, 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 I want to do something freaky, deaky, deaky. Like for, for, they they have sex with a prostitute for help. Right. Yes. They don't. They don't understand the concept of a prostitute and what a prostitute can give you because <laughs> they're <free. laughs> <laughs> what, what does the prostitute do on Fortnite? It's a lot of no, and and yeah, it's uh you can get lap dances. It's it's a bunch of shenanigans. I want to be a penis man to, and get blown. You could do that in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. not in Fortnite. Fortnite, no. Blow oh. jobs are like slower health, but if you pay her enough, <laughs> fuck you, boom, full health. Okay, good, yeah, good, good. I'm going to get a gaming thing. Yeah, if you had to describe the game Fortnite to someone who had no idea what Fortnite was, because I've tried to do this and I good find question. it almost impossible. Yeah. How would question. you describe it? It's like um, an animated version of And Then There Was None or Ten Little Indians, right? Because everybody's getting plucked off. You don't know who the enemy is because you don't know the opponents until you get in contact with them. And then it's a fight to the death. Then how do you know who guys who to shoot for? Is it because you guys are all going for the same stuff? Well, it only can be either if you're playing in teams, it can only be one team left standing, or if you're doing solos, it can only be one person left. Okay. So, like, you know, if the, if the people are not on your team or they're, you know, it's solos and it's you and another person, everybody is an enemy unless they're on your team. Okay. It's like show business, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's what Fortnite is. It's like an open mic at the Grizzly Pair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a club in New York that is just a, a real stomping ground. I mean, the, the, the Grizzly Pair is well, like, honey, they, they was the first ones to get shut down. They was the first one yeah. to get the eviction letter. Everybody on that block is open, but them. <laughs> I believe it. It's I true because I see it. <laughs> I believe that they sold the Grizzly and they sold the damn pair. <laughs> it's over. I've actually seen grizzly bears outside, like looking at each like tourists with like pamphlets looking at each other. Like I, this was the place. Yeah, but I guess it's closed. It starts to evaporate on uh, Google Maps. So by the time you get on your journey there, it's it's just a question mark. It had its moment. I have some. I don't know if they're good, but I do. No, they're none of them are good. I was gonna say I have some. I don't have good memories. I have some memories. I have memories. You just have memories. Yeah, I just have memories. Yeah. I was, I'm really thinking, like, because I've got a lot of memories there, and it's like, blah, 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 not good. Not oh, good. they'll not be good. back. They'll be back. If there is even, like, a ounce of sand on the ground, those <laughs> comics will come back and put a mic on top of the rubble, honey, and open up a two-drink minimum. 
That's why I just I just moved back to New York. I'm in a hotel room because I just drove up from Louisiana and yeah. got back in and signed a lease. And then my furniture comes tomorrow because it's been a surge. But because of that, like mentality, which Yamnika is exactly right. Like comics in New York are insane. Like they're doing shows in the bike lane. Like they, they don't give a fuck. It's crazy. It's it's that's crazy. But it's so true. And that's why, I, like, you know, New York's just kind of the best. It is simply the best. Um, before we get in, in, I was gonna say before we get into politics because we definitely need to discuss that. Um, I just want to go into a little brief history about Yamanika, where you're from, just for people who don't know you, but they should know you because I've been talking mm-hmm. about you for months now on this podcast. Um, like, how did you get started in comedy? Where did you get started, and how long have you been doing it? Well, first of all, I'm sure you hear my cat um, litter boxing in the background, and this is what they do. I can't uh, hear it. Oh, he, you can hear it. He has OC, so he's like, "Enough!" Oh, whoa! <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could just yell at me. You guys, she wasn't talking to her cat. She just yelled at me. <laughs> I can't take him. It's like he can't do anything but that. That's his whole thing. And oh, now I hear it. Yeah, he's like obsessed with it. Is it uh, Brooklyn? No, it's Prior. Prior. Um, they keep saying that he's not from the streets, but he cleans like little orphan Annie. Um, trying not to go back to who claims he's not from the streets it's like like, what does that mean well when i got him they tried to act like it's it was a real fuckboy situation because they tried to act like there was no history with him because he was a baby right Mm. and it wasn't until i went to pick him up the second time that i found out he had been not in one not two but three other homes and they (laughs) didn't descend her because he's some type of crackhead junkie. So as a baby, as a baby. So wow. they were, yeah, we're like, we hope this one works because, you know, and I said, what do you mean? I thought I was getting a fresh out the cat. You know, right. he was like, no, nah, he's been through a couple of pro. He's like the Bobby Brown of cats. So, <laughs> you know, that's why I don't take no baths around this nigga because I don't want to. You know, so, I got to be very careful. And he loves a bath, honey. He's the only cat. He be the, sometimes I go into the bathroom. He already got the faucet turned on and running the, uh, the bubbles. Which phase of Bobby Brown's life is this pre Whitney, post Whitney? Is this when he was all of them? His hit? All of them. Yeah, it's all uh, of them. When he wakes up in the morning, it's pre Whitney. It's every little step of the <laughs> And then. By the time the afternoon rolls around, you know, he's singing, we got something in common. They're doing the reality show. Yeah, he's on the way to somebody's funeral crying about he's sorry that he was involved in that. (laughs) So it's, um, you know, that's his his circumstance. I don't know how, if you're comfortable telling this story, Yam, but it is the hardest I've laughed all year. Yam told us a story about bringing her cat to the vet and what (laughs) happened. Yes. If you if you if the joke you don't feel it's ready you don't have to but I would I think the viewers or our listeners would really appreciate this story. I, I listen. Mateo wants this to be a bit. I've told this on stage a couple of times, but it, it, there's no part of it that's funny to me. Isn't it's, that? And then, you, and then you always have that but, friend like, no, it's funny, it's funny, and you're like, I've told it. No, I'm but telling to, you, it's not. But to be fair, it's it's it, it, stage like in a pandemic right so like let's say like the seller's packed on a saturday night don't you think that it would have a different reaction i mean people react to it for sure i think people who are pet owners um so here's the thing i have a cat named brooklyn Mm -hmm. and brooklyn his breath was getting to the point where it was like 
I can't even fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you got to get out because this this is this is bad. You know something? Your kidneys, your little kidneys is fucked up or something. Colon <laughs> cleanse. You need to be massaged from the inside. So I take him to the vet for a routine, and I say, "Can you do something about his breath? His breath is nuts, right?" And so they go, "Well, you know, it looks like he might have to have oral surgery." They went and did the, you know, the shit to get the oral surgery started to see if they. Mm. Can- so they come back and they like, what well, would you like to have? Cause he needs to get some of his teeth removed. We're not going to know how many teeth until we go <laughs> and do the surgery. So I said, yeah, because I, you know, it's a cat. So I was like, well, it can be more than like maybe five, $6 to get these teeth out. Cause the teeth, you know, they like little, they smaller than like little peas. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Price. Yeah. They're, they're like charging by the size. Yeah. But yeah. it's like they have four big teeth that ain't doing shit. And then they got these little baby whistle wazzles that you can't even see is almost like extra gum. So I told her, yeah, go in and get, go, go in there and get the shit started. So then they brought me, um, they, so they have to give you an estimate, right? So they go, well, it's going to be anywhere between 500 and $5,000, but we don't know because we don't know what's going to happen when he gets in there. So I was like, well, at what scenario would it be $5,000? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we need to keep it because 500 is too much. $500 is $400 and $99. You know what I'm saying? $400 is too much. So I'm trying to say- Also, $5,000, I'll get new teeth for myself. Right, exactly. I don't even have a dentist, to, if we really want to be clear. And my insurance just got activated yesterday. So I don't, you know, I don't even understand. Wh- and, and I could feel the spirit of my grandmother going, not today, Satan. You understand? <laughs> no. Because that's not even an estimate. 500 to 5,000. It's like, it's just going to be some shit. Like, it's like, how do you, it's like, I'll, I'm, hey guys, I'm going to come over. I'm either going to come over between Tuesday and Sunday. Yes. See you yes. then. And you're like, so there's yes. no way. It, it's the same thing as when Mary Magdalene and then was at Jesus' <laughs> tomb. Just like him, that. You know, and they didn't know when he was coming around. Just like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. A couple days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had to call Luke and say, yo, somebody tell Luke we need another uh, blanket and he can bring us a ram. Because that's Just how like that. So now I'm sitting there going, <laughs> in my wildest dreams, I'm like, it can't be $5,000 because I know they taking a look at me and they know that I don't give a fuck about him like that, right? <laughs> $5,000 is to some old white lady that got like seven cats and really cares. Right. I don't care like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I you 500, but that's because I feel like, you know, sometimes when you take them to the vet, you feel like if you don't at least try to pretend like you involved with them, they gonna call like the animal version of child protective services. Totally. So I, said, I would at least do the $500, but let's keep it at 500. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's crazy. So they go, they set him up, right, for, for he has to have surgery. And it's like a human surgery, right? So now I got to take him home. I, he can't eat, like, 12 hours before the surgery. They <laughs> want him to come in. He got to be there at 8 a.m. So the night before the surgery, I don't feed him. Now, he's plus size, so he already got an attitude, right? Right. <laughs> so he, but I didn't stop eating. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm eating up a storm. He can't eat. And I'm feeding the other one. So it looks like I just can't stand him for whatever fucking reason. He done fucked up, right? 
So now I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, so I ain't fed him. He's starving. I, you know, we go to bed. I hear the nigga try to bring it to the refrigerator. I hear candy. <laughs> like, you know, he, he's like, oh, this bitch done lost her mind. Because, like, I know she know I'm hungry. I know she know that. So the next morning I get up, he gets the most luxury treatment. I get this nigga in an Uber XL just so he can be pampered. You know what I'm saying? I get him there at eight o'clock. These niggas don't even have the door open. I'm sitting there. I'm like, the lights ain't even on. And so I'm banging on the door and stuff. The girl comes from upstairs. I said, what's going on? I said, because he's supposed to be having surgery. I said, they told me to be here at 8 a.m. She says, oh, well, the surgery is not until noon. And I said, well, what? I said, do you know I'm a comic and I stay up late and stuff like that? And like, I had to get here early. Like I had to, you know, really focus to get him, get him early. Why would they tell me eight o'clock if it's not, if it's noon? And she goes, well, you know, he has to get acclimated to the environment. Drug him. <laughs> Knock him out. <laughs> when, when I tell you it was a, it was the longest part, I said, what do you mean he got to get acclimated to the environment? I said, is this like a hippie vet? No, these is regular niggas. So I'm like. <laughs> I, I said, I don't understand. I said, because I could just, I could have just brought the nigga here at 11.59. She goes, no, well, they, they kind of get stressed out. We got to let him walk around a bit and look around. I said, well, he look around and gets at home. He don't have to keep looking when he get here. I said, he's not here. <laughs> They're treating them better than they do people. My doctor's never done any of this. Oh, let, so let me keep going because it gets even, even more nuts. So now I drop him off. I go home. Throughout the day, they texting me pictures of this nigga in like all kinds of different states that I don't want to see him in, right? Like he passed the fuck out. He looked like he on drugs. He done came out of rehab. So it looked like he took a shower. Then they was doing a whole bunch of shit. He was waving. Then he was holding an American flag. At one point, I thought he had a Trump mint. So they was sending all kinds of shit they had going on with him. So I had to tell the girl, I said, listen, it, it, something, I, I want to know, are these pictures you sending me part of whatever may be part of the 5,000 that I might, because I don't need these pictures. I said, because I know, like the vet he goes to, I know that they got like a bunch of white women that's very concerned about their animals and somebody, some white woman complaining, like, I want to know the process. So now just to head that off at the pasture, they just start indiscriminately sending out pictures all day long. Just to let twenty dollars a pick. It was like watching the top. You ever ordered a pizza on um uh at Domino's, Domino's? and they show you from <laughs> time they put it in the oven? They, yes, yeah, you're like I'm good. Oh, eight oh eight. He put it in the oven and eight seventeen. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what he does. I just need to be in my mouth by at least eight forty five. So whatever you need to do to make that that happen. <laughs> right. I don't care where he went to school. I don't care if the cheese is, you know. Frankly, I don't care the name of the guy at Domino's who's making it. Right, right. Right. Van is making your pizza. Right, right. Doug's having a good day, and he's happy to bring your pizza. I don't give a fuck. At eight ten, they put mm, they put all the ingredients together. Eight oh three, and then eight fifteen. Jose done handed it off to Rico and Rico now doing a quality check before he put it in the oven. And once he put it in the oven, now Rico's. And now that's true. So what's a quality check at Domino's? Uh, tell me what a quality check is that's at Domino's. Store, it ain't no rat droppings or roaches that they done cooked up in the damn pepperoni. To me, a quality check at Domino's is not being able to open in the first place. So I don't right. understand. 
when I when I order Domino's, I know that I don't want quality and I don't care about myself. Right. I get no. the goddamn pizza here. You guys have a lava, a molten lava cake. <laughs> <laughs> nerve. This is they have a chocolate cake there. It's a molten lava cake that they not even a little bit of chocolate. They take chocolate, they take like a gallon of chocolate and they bake it around chocolate dough. No. And then these niggas got the nerve to <coughs> powder it with powdered sugar and then have the nerve to ask you, do you want ice glazing? Like, are you crazy? <laughs> What is, what is going on? Why are you guys doing this? So anyway, they quality control checking this nigga, right? He, he done get popped in the damn surgery oven at 12.03. <laughs> so now I get there. Now, they told me I could pick him up at 5. So I showed up at 6.30 because I wanted to reclaim some of my time back. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let him know. So I said, the nigga, your problem now. Okay? This, Were you giving back? At home looking at your clock like that'll show that. <laughs> oh yeah, me and me and the other cat, we were just sitting here like, well, that's that nigga. We doing our own thing. We right. watched Abby and a whole bunch of other shit. We watched a whole Tyler Perry marathon. We wasn't moving. <laughs> now I get there. Of course they upset because I'm late, but you know, whatever. So uh they go, we're gonna we're gonna go get him from because they there's a downstairs part. I don't know if anybody ever been in the vet. There's a part in the, the place where they will not let you go. And I don't trust that part because it's like, I want to see the whole thing. I want to see you cleaning his teeth, popping his teeth out. I want to, I want to make sure whatever you charging me for, I see you do. Don't tell me you had to give him white glove service and you didn't have no white gloves on. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm saying? But you don't want the picture updates. You just want, I don't want the pi- no, the action. Let me be there and let me watch right. this nigga go through surgery like a car wash. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can see where the coins is. Mm-hmm. So now I get there, they go get him from downstairs. They put me in a room and in the room, there's a three envelopes, right? That she done told me to, you know, open up the envelopes and look through them while I go get them. So the first envelope I open up, lo and behold, is more pictures of this nigga. Jesus. I mean, what's going on? What are they running? It's a picture of him before <laughs> surgery with his eyes open, looking around. I guess that was the part where he got acclimated to the environment. <laughs> the second picture was him knocked the fuck out <laughs> in a hospital gown. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you He was in a hospital. I'm not, I want you to look at me. This, none of this is a lie. This is, some people are like, oh no, she's just telling the story. She's trying to get, no, 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 no. Where in my mind would I even conceive a world where there's a hospital gown for a fucking cat? Wait, what are they covering up? What are they covering up? Like what, he's always, (laughs) he doesn't know what clothes are. It's not like he's like, I I feel vulnerable in surgery because they can see my dick. Like what? He's good. Emma, Emma. It wasn't even like a hospital gown where they just draped some shit on the nigga. It was a full... Like tied around the neck. With the arms and the string. <laughs> like they employed somebody to make this. Well, that's at least $50 right there. Okay. Custom outfit. 
the third picture was this nigga laid out getting him outside in a hospital gown with the surgery hospital gown hat the hat now they done gave the nigga the hat yes no are you serious when I tell you I wanted to walk into traffic I said Mateo's right this story will is funny and is will, will work on stage. Mateo's right. This is funny and unexpected. I, what I can't do is not tell it this long because every step of this story is necessary. Yeah, and the shenanigans. Right, right. And it's the, the, my favorite part's coming up. Oh God. So now, I, when I asked the bitch about the hospital hat, I said, and who's taking the pictures too? Oh, they was a. They might have had Herb Ritz might have been in there doing the photography. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Leibowitz was in there. Yeah, the yeah, like he just yeah. Part of his his new resume is I did the I directed the Jenna Jackson video. Remember the time, and I also <laughs> in the hospital. So now I ask her about the hat. She goes, "Well, we got to keep the hat because of the hair. We got to get the hair out of his face." I said, "Bitch." He all hair. He got hair on his face. Like at some point I was like, oh, these is just some shenanigans, right? So then I get to the second. All right, let me skip over the second letter just to get to the third. The third one was the bill. Mm. It was 25. No, we need the letter. We need the second letter. I'm gonna do the second letter, but I just want to cut real quick. Okay. It was the third. It was twenty five hundred dollars, mm. and this bitch said to me, "We were so happy because we was trying to make sure we it wasn't five thousand. Aren't you happy?" I said, "The fact that this shit was over five hundred dollars, I'm not happy about." Right. Said, you know, she said, "Well, we had to give a man a Steve and shit." I said, "Bitch, he got nine lives. He don't need any Steve." Right. Eric, I would have slipped him a Xanax or something. <laughs> He could have taken what I, I got a couple of plan B's still lying around. He <laughs> so we could have canceled two birds with one stone. We could have knocked this nigga the fuck out and we could have made sure he didn't have no unwanted pregnancies. And you said $500. So they, what were they doing? Here's where the money, I think the money went. Mm. The second letter that I opened up was from his therapist. He had an evaluation. And but you got to hear, you gotta hear this, Emma. <laughs> it was a letter from him. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was a letter that they wanted me to believe that he wrote Cause they took the time to put his paw print on the letter. What did it say? Was he just like, please pay this bill? I swear I want you to. I'm not being forced to say this. No one's speaking for me at all. Meow. <laughs> this how the letter started off. Because they think I'm stupid. This is the weirdest the thing I've ever heard. Off Dear mommy, like I really believe I gave birth to this nigga. <laughs> 
right? Like, I'm one of them cat bitches that believes this is my fucking son. Okay? On, on the for real, for real. Dear mommy. Now, mind you, the nigga never called me mommy a day in his life. And I feel like if the nigga didn't write a letter, y'all owe me money. Okay? This is a talented fucking cat. And right? you be glad that he's in your presence. That the That's right. right. And tight too, because he because he, the shit was typed up in calligraphy. Okay. All right, so not only was it a letter, it was like some shit out of like uh Withering Heights. Dear and, mommy. So dear mommy, the first paragraph was the nigga telling me shit I already knew. You dropped me off today at 8 a.m. You knew the surgery. Well, I had to get acclimated to the environment. So not only does my cat write, but he's also long-winded. And who is the psychopath <laughs> whose job it is to sit and regularly be in cat brain? And how do they transition to the rest of their life? Oh, no, I no, mean, no, no, no. They not even... They believe he wrote the letter. Uh, I, I'm almost convinced that they left this nigga in a room with a keyboard and said walk around and they had somebody that interpreted the cat pops off of the, the keyboard they believe he wrote the letter everybody believes it except for me okay and the $2,500 that came out of my pocket mm. now now he's telling me about downstairs which I don't think they wanted him to tell me about because I noticed that paragraph was short <laughs> So he said, I went downstairs, I looked around, you know, I saw this, I had a couple buddies, we played. Now, I know this nigga. He don't play with nobody. He's a cat. This is not a dog that's like, you know, dogs, they get excited when they see people. I would another people and dogs and shit. Cats look at each other, hiss and blink for 20 minutes. So he was not playing with nobody. That's number one. So then they said they had to hit, they had to go get him. And this is what he said, because he started to sound like an old white lady from uh, Long Island. <laughs> he said, I went in there and all of a sudden I was nervous. <laughs> and, I, and nerves was uh, uh, in a wreck. And as I looked at the operating table and I said, oh no, what's going to happen? This is what he's saying. And then he said, the nurse came in and she said, it's okay. It's going to be okay, Brooklyn. And she patted me on my back and I knew it was going to be okay. That's what he said. <laughs> in the letter. So now I'm like, okay. He said, then they brought out a big, long syringe and I got nervous again. And I could feel the hairs on the back of my neck rise. At which point I thought, well, they should have put a damn uh, hospital gown around that. <laughs> he said the nurse told him it's going to be okay. <laughs> Don't worry. And then she told me, this is him now. He told me, count down from 10. <laughs> this is what she told him. And he told me she told him that. <laughs> and then the next sentence out of his fucking mouth was, I said 10 
nine. <laughs> he counted in the letter. I said, so not only can the nigga type and write, the nigga can count. All of none of the none of the shit I've ever seen him do. I've never seen him do any of this. Take the shit and blink. But now all of a sudden, he the Sammy Davis Jr. cat. Now that he done walked over there to get surgery. And in touch with his feelings. All of it. (laughs) Then they brought the nigga to me. Guess what happened when he brought the nigga to me? He started counting. The nigga had one, two. I said, where's the teeth? Where's the teeth at? Where's the... The nigga had one tooth and a gristle, two little gristles of a baby, baby teeth. He don't, he can't even, I said, now you done brought the nigga can't even eat. So they took out too many teeth. They said they had to take all the teeth out except for the one that they could let him keep. I said, well, if if that was the case, how come the shit wasn't free? I, if I'm paying you $2,500, the nigga need to come back to me with some form of teeth. And also, why would he not include that with a letter? Why wouldn't he open with, they took all my teeth? Like, why, if someone took all my teeth, I'd be like, you gotta get used to my new face. I have no teeth. Like, wouldn't that be like a prominent? I don't think he do because when he, when I brought him home, it wasn't until he started trying to eat that the nigga realized he had to make a different adjustments. Mm. (laughs) He was trying to go full throttle for the plate. And I said, I don't think you can go full throttle for no place no more. I think you gonna have to get you a cat ninja and we gonna have to start getting you a straw and you want to Did he, are you gonna keep going to this vet? I may have to take him in in a couple of days because he's been a lethargic mm. a little bit. He's getting up in age, but I don't know if I'm gonna go back to that vet because the vet that he sees there, she, don't, she ain't there no more. Nobody can explain to me what happened to her. She just disappeared mm. COVID. Mm. <laughs> and he only likes her. Mm. Does so he I, really only like her, or is he just telling you in the letters he only write, likes her <laughs> by her? No, she was a very lovely lady. I don't know what happened. They, she, I think she sold the practice, mm. but it's become a little too corporate now. Mm. So I think what I'm gonna have to do is um, I'm gonna have to take him over to the Humane Society. And there's another little because you know up in Harlem now, it's, it's everything has been gentrified. So all these like animal places a real she-she for some reason. Mm. Everybody's she and um, they, cause um, when I had to go out of town and they and they wanted to give Forbes who passed away, he had to have medicine. And mm. they had a, like this little boutique service that they offer where they have them come up and give the medicine. But that shit was like $1,500 for two days, two or three days. <sighs> it's so expensive. Yeah, so I just told, that's why I told my mother. My mother called me one time my mother doesn't like the cats. She tolerates them, but she's not a cat person. And so mm. she said, um, well, I did some research and I think you can put the cats in a hotel while I'm up there so I don't have, and I told my mother, I said, bitch, it'd be easier for me just to put you in a hotel because these cats. <laughs> uh, some, yeah, my stomach hurts. That's so funny. I was not, not <laughs> expecting the second letter. Uh, it's crazy. This it's crazy. It's just- can, can't you hear that, Emma? Killing yes, at totally, the cellar. Totally, totally. Can't you hear that just fucking killing at the cellar? Totally. Oh, it's got to have a nice closure to it because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm telling it to you the way it happened. Right. 
And it's just something that I've just been telling people because I've never experienced this. Right. People who have pets can relate to it on a, on a way where I understand it could be definitely a bit. But it's also the way that people that don't have pets relate are trying to relate to it and thinking like so much of it's exaggeration. And then you're like, right. Oh, this is an exaggeration. This or is they already I- think pet people are crazy. So they're like, yeah, yeah, this is what I already thought you nut jobs did, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'm sort of in the middle where it's like, yeah, I love my pets, but at the same time, I don't want to be bothered with them like that. Amen. All right. We're um, going to take a break and be right back with more Yamanika. All right, and we are back. Okay, so real quick, because I want to get to your fitness journey, Yam, which you know you've been, you've been, we've talked about for a long time. But um, <clears throat> so obviously, last week we recorded an episode. We do them on Mondays, usually Wednesday. The terrorists at uh, the Capitol uh, that went down, and so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So as we're speaking right now, this is Wednesday. Trump just got impeached from, uh, by the House for the second time. Um, lots of this, you know, obviously no one, this is unprecedented, but McConnell has now suggested that he would be in favor of impeaching Trump. And they had 10, they had 10 Republican congressmen, which is just a handful who voted to move forward with impeachments in the house. So now we're staring at a possible Senate hearing either on the 19th or after or before. It just depends on what McConnell is saying. Um, what happens if so he's impeached I, after he is no longer in office anyway? Like, what, what does that do? So that process basically just says, which they can't do. They can't do it on, once the 20th happens and we have Biden inaugurated. You can have the impeachment trial and you can say he's impeached. We have enough votes because obviously we'll have enough votes in the Senate. Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker. And you can say he can never serve again, ever. And oh, that's sort of okay. what they're trying to get at is not allowing him to step back in because he's destroying, even though I think it's more than just him, but obviously right now we're just looking at him helping destroy the Republican Party. So I just want to get, uh, what, like, Yam, when you were, because you called me last week when I was in the midst of watching, I mean, I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just glued to the TV and observing. Yeah. So I just want to know what your take was as you started watching the riots and now we're a week later and he's impeached and just sort of, just to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because I did call you um, about this. P.S. We should play play tonight, by the way, because we haven't played in a minute. I wanted to yeah, play when um, when that was all going down. And I think we had two different uh, feelings about it because I felt like um, like a lot of Black people, we were just like, oh, girl, let's go get the popcorn because this is about to get nuts. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, they let... Because you know what, this, this census, I, and I went live on, on IG and I had like two videos up and, and they're like two hours a piece where we're just watching, I'm getting my weave put in and mm. I'm watching CNN and I'm watching like Chris Cuomo, like who is like at the, I mean, the veins in his neck popping and locking, you know, I'm watching Don Lemon go from being, you know, the coon extraordinaire to like not be, like the most militant black. I'm like, I'm I'm expecting Don Lemon at this point to start selling bean pies on the corner of 125th and MLK because he is like at his his wits end. And it, you know, 
America's problem has always been vilifying other people, especially other groups, racial groups, religious groups, for um, the littlest of things and not really looking at itself. And what I mean itself, when I, I mean looking at uh, the foundation of what being white in America means in this country mm -hmm. and not understanding, or I think they understood, right? But I think they didn't care that really this, the reason why we haven't been seesawing in this country is because the balance has always been this sort of middle ground, up, upper, lower class to lower class to poor white uh, construct in this country that has been holding the seesaw from overbalancing for us to understand that really we're being controlled by classism mm -hmm. and it's about money and power, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. keeping us on this spin wheel of race and racism and I Absolutely. think and instead of acknowledging once you fortify a group of people like that and let them think that they have a birthright that you really aren't giving them, but you've told them so that you so that they once you tell poor white people they have a birthright because they're white, they're always going to check anyone that's not white. Right. Mm -hmm. They're never going to check white and affluent. They're not going to check mm -hmm. the white and powerful, the white and rich. They're always going to check the, uh, it's the gays, it's the Muslims, it's the blacks, it's the, it's the Mexicans, and not understand that they're a part of this system that's keeping us all down, and it's mm -hmm. not benefiting them. So they don't even understand that the system <laughs> that they're fighting so hard to keep in place hasn't benefited them even in this four years. They just know that they just want to be ruled by white and male and they want to keep mm -hmm. that going and they want to be for a white male that they know is for against all these other things religious things racial things so that they can feel that they have some symbols of power so that when they go home to their single wide trailer eating spam they <laughs> feel better about themselves because at the end of the day at least they're not a nigger you understand mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. how they are. so when that when that turned on itself, right, and they saw them marching with the privilege that they gave them, because I never believed in white privilege. I always said white privilege is based upon everyone else's belief in it, right? So that right. white people uphold white privilege and also black people believe and uphold white privilege, this is a thing. But it really isn't. So when you saw them storm into the Capitol, which is unprecedented because we all watched the protests that happened during the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. We had all colors coming out against police brutality, which we were all seeing was a obvious problem. Not saying that all police are bad, but you have bad ones that are taking innocent lives and we have to stop that because the vulnerability of me is I can't avoid being detained by a police officer if that happens, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm a civilian. Mm -hmm. And if a police officer decides they want to detain me, I have to pray as a person of color that they're not a racist, right? Which mm -hmm. we also saw happen with the Capitol, right? Because we saw, and which Black people have been saying for the longest, is that the police system is infiltrated by white supremacy and it's held up by white supremacy. 
One of my biggest arguments about the police and why I believe they should be defunded, not extracted, but defunded, is when you give the funding and the power to people that don't need that type of power, it becomes problematic, especially mm -hmm. the foundation of the police is still the system that was rounding up slaves during slavery. Like they never mm -hmm. changed their decree. They never changed their motto. They just went from being, oh, these are the people that are the slave hunters. And now we are calling them the police. So of course their foundation is to suppress anything that they see as a threat, suppress those people that are supposed to be undermined, suppress and take power for people that they see that are rising above. That's why you see so many people of color, especially black men, but it happens a lot to black women and it doesn't get vocalized when it happens to black women, it happens to trans black women as well. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of trans black women as of well. Mm -hmm. and, they, and then they don't talk about it, right? What happens is when you allow them to get away with doing stuff like that and you don't say you are doing this because there is a, uh, you're trying to undermine, right? You don't see that the larger problem is how come there's so many bad Black people, criminal Black people, that we see make it to jail? And for some reasons, the ones that are not criminal and are innocent civilians are the ones that are dying because they're going to try to kill you one way or the other. There's no reason to mm -hmm. kill this Black man who's a scourge or a criminal on society because we're just going to kill him in jail. We're just going to give him a record and that make him a second-class citizen because now he can't do anything because he's in prison. But how do I affect a Black person who is not going to be a part of that thing that I can take to prison and undermine that way? Oh, I'll just kill them. And that's the system in which we live. And this is where mm -hmm. the problem is. And then you see so many police officers at the Capitol walking them in. <laughs> the more we say, now that he's been impeached, it, let's, say we, let's say we hold the trial on the 19th. Mm. Between now and then, you're going to see a lot more evidence coming forward how there were people inside Congress, in the, in the police, the Capitol, who were in on this, who allowed this to happen, knew this was going to happen, and did nothing but continue to let it happen. I, I really think that we're at a point, we're at a moment where we're going to see Trump impeached. And I don't think, let's say he's impeached, right? And he's out. That's not going to fix the problem we're talking about. It's not like Trump goes away and all of a sudden all these radical, you know, white nationalists, these racists, the KKK, the Proud Boys, all this, you can get rid of Parler, you can get rid of them on Twitter, you can put them in jail, but that's not going to stop the actual problem. And the problem, especially what Yam's talking about, is a fundamental systemic racism living within not just our society, not just the police, but even in the elections. The fact that you have electoral college is based on slavery. If they get it rid of parlor, based it's on slave inflate, owners. And it, getting rid of parlor will, inf it to the people who are for it, it validates parlors, the need for parlor when they get rid of parlor because they think, because the whole thing is thinking that they're trying to take away their act so it then goes even more and more and more underground so that's a very like complicated thing when they start taking away news sources as heinous as they are sure i i think you know obviously we've got two queer people we've got a black woman i think we all understand to a certain extent obviously yeah, i being a black woman way more than me and emma but what it's like to live in a society where people treat you a certain way right and i only say that about yamas because 
I mean, obviously people know I'm gay. I was working at Michael's, but let's just say I know I'm going to be safe just based off my skin, whereas someone who has different skin will not be in the same situation. Everybody has to sort of recognize that, but we've all been in a situation where we understand laws against us, people against us, religious groups against us, politicians against us, TV ads against us in every way, shape and form. And so we're at a breaking point now where we all have to make a decision what kind of society we want to create for ourselves. Now, obviously, there's people I feel up, Black Lives Matters, all these protests that happened this summer. It's a huge sign of people saying injustice. We want peace. We want what's best for our society. And then there's people like Yam said who, no, we don't want to relinquish our quote unquote power and standing equal next to people who are black or Latin or gay is a threat to them. So how do we stop the poison? How do we stop it? Because I wish it was as simple as saying, let's get rid of Trump. The problem's gone. But unfortunately, it's not, in my opinion. Well, especially if it's rooted in capitalism, because capitalism isn't going anywhere. Yeah. And that's and that and really, you know, there's so many different layers to uh, everyone's role in trying to, you know, like, you know, the, the narrative that black people are poor and unge- uneducated and criminals is a loud narrative, right? And mm. so whenever you see people, black people who are, are not those things, um, they're considered the exception to the rule. But in my environment, that's what I grew up around, black people who had money and owned homes and businesses and were educated. So I, it, you know, it's about people's perspective, what they don't see and see, right? So mm-hmm. then uh, there is this world of, like I said, and poor white people who only get their information about black people through television, right? And through whoever their leader is. So it's very easy. It's something that Lyndon B. Johnson said, if you can... If you can convince a, a, a poor white man that his enemy is like a black man, right? That that's the person that's trying to rob him. He's never going to turn around and notice that you're robbing him, right? Right, right. Giving him a focused enemy. I mean, I hate to bring it to Fortnite, but it's almost, it's almost <laughs> like that well, right? Like it really is. Like sometimes we get into battles and there are people battling each other and we want to win. We're off on the side watching this battle happen. And then there'll be a point where, like, Mateo say, do we get involved or do we not get involved? We have the power, because we're not seen, to get involved. And if you get involved, sometimes they think the shot that's coming from us is coming from their person that's been attacking them. They don't even Mm -hmm. realize it's coming. So by that time, they've killed each other, and then we've won the battle royale. Mm. <laughs> what I mean, a nice little circle back to Fortnite. <laughs> but it's talent. You know, so many of these things fundamentally are like this, these games of like survival really can right. be applied, you know, to life. So it's, it is about survival. And it is not, it, there's, a, there's so many things that are going wrong where you can honestly believe in so many conspiracy theories, right? Because mm-hmm. You know, now they're doing this conspiracy theory that while we're all fighting and trying to figure out what's happening, 
China's coming in and buying up farmland all yep. in Jamaica and farmland in America. And, and they're sort of doing this backdoor thing while we're arguing about who's right, who's wrong, right? And then you have mm -hmm. people that are like, well, this is all to get us to take the vaccine, which if you add the religious context to it, we've all been waiting for that day in Revelation when the mark of the beast happens. And now we're all under one sort of new world order. Like, What's you the mark of the beast? The, the mark of the beast is, I mean, it really could be this vaccine, right? It's the stamping of the demonic spirit, the antichrist. Oh God. We all have to have to survive. So what it, it, it was always this idea first, it was the internet because everybody has to get on the internet. Right. It, it's whatever it is that you need to, a must have to survive in civilization. But that's so, not good. Cause I hate anti, I don't like the devil. But that's who, yeah, but that may be your homeboy. So there, no. that's, that's why you have people who like don't want to take vaccines and they don't want to be on the internet and they don't want to have any, like when they started doing this, um, a friend of mine was telling me, and I think it might be in China, I could be wrong, where they're doing this chip system now that they're implanting chips into you or some type of tracking for you. And, mm. it, and without you being involved in it at all, it can log when you've been sick. It can log when you have kids. It can log when you have- It's called an, it's called an Apple watch. Yeah. <laughs> right, but like for real, like there's these things going on. Like even when I looked at my phone, and I'm not, I'm saying these things because these are conspiracy theories that I've heard. It's not necessarily right. that I subscribe to them, but I, I mm -hmm. can see how people can subscribe to them. Oh, totally. One slippery slope, all these things are built on yeah. fallacies that can just go. And so- when I was on my phone, all of a sudden, it was like somebody said something about your phone is tracking to see if you have COVID. And I was like, that's nuts. Because like COVID is like new and I haven't signed up for anything that would have anything. And lo and behold, I'm, I took some steps that is said in the instructions to look in your phone. And in my settings, there's a COVID tracker. What? So if you follow these steps, you might go on your phone. I forget what this is. I have to go find it. I can send it to you. You have a COVID tracker on your phone that can detect if you have any signs of COVID or if you've been what? around. You, it's even on the Citizens app that I have because I live in Harlem, so I got to know, always know where crime is happening. Even in the Citizens app, it can tell you where COVID is around you and if it's increasing or decreasing. Would it just say like, okay, we know that Emma had it and then Mateo hung out with Emma. So then now we know he has it or can it like pick up like from my breath? Like is my phone like, like how does it know? know how it's doing it. I know I have the option to enable it, but I did not install it. it it's interesting with conspiracy theories because it becomes a real fine line of businesses not disclosing all the information that we sign yeah. up for versus QAnon and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like, if one thing is not, that's why everyone just needs to be honest with everything, businesses, companies, and this goes back to lobbyists, and this goes back to people we voted for, where they hide things because they're gaining interest off of it. And then mm. we don't know what we're signing up for because Oh, we see Instagram and it's really pretty and it's fun. We can share pictures. Meanwhile, all that information can be used for X, Y, Z because we signed something that we don't want to read. You know, it's like that right. scene in Willy Wonka where they're signing the contract and it just gets so small at the end. But like they want to go in the museum or the factory or whatever. So, you know, they sign away 
And we're doing that with companies. So it is a balance because if companies aren't being honest with us right off the bat and food and drugs and everything else, then it leads us to want to believe in more conspiracy theories, yes, right? Exactly. Which is where we got to um, last Wednesday was people believing these conspiracy theories, whether it's that Trump is trying to fight Democrats or holding a, a sex ring with children in a pizza hut or whatever. You know, it's like it. it well, they go, think he's protecting from it, that. They think he's if it was that. P.S. If there is a sex ring that's happening, he's also a part. Like I don't think right. they understand. Like this system that they keep trying to knock down. We all voted for Biden because we wanted uh, Trump out of office. But like these niggas go to lunch with each other. Right. They, they go to each other's weddings. They go to each other's homes. Like at some point, we have to be real that if you think Trump is bad, they all bad. And all mm-hmm. vice versa, we're just trying to get to a place where we're okay as regular as human beings who don't understand what's going on. Like, I'll say this, right? And this is somewhat personal, but it has to be referenced. So my in my last relationship, one of the biggest problems was I was scared of COVID, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm big, flat, fat, black, the whole thing, you know, old. He's- oh, my God, you're not old enough to stop it. But he wasn't scared of it. In his mind, it's like, I'm being controlled by the government. Mm. And that was like a weakness to him. Mm. And to me, it's like, I I believe just as much as you believe that there are problems with the government and that this could have totally been a thing that was created to call. I believe all of that. In the meantime, in between time, what am I supposed to do? Because I'm not a scientist. I'm right. most- I'm not somebody that knows enough about this to protect myself. So all I can do is the bare minimum, which is saying, do these things so that you don't encounter it. So mm-hmm. I, think, uh-huh. I think that's also causing dissension in a lot of relationships. Because oh, have, yeah, totally. Right. Who are like, yeah. well, you, you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't. I mean, it's tearing us all apart, not uh-huh. even on like on so many levels. Yeah. families yeah. friendships relationships yes. business yes. partners i mean it's this year has been a testament to it's a combination of a lot of truths and a lot of lies being revealed mm-hmm. and the pandemic not revealing the worst part of ourselves but our true selves which means a lot of people have a lot of problems they're not working through mm-hmm. and also too much time at home staring at our phones too much time at home yeah, staring at our phones that. and mixed with bel- too much time Exactly right. And I think, too, this goes hand in hand with, you know, people are so into their phones, their whole lives are there. They have customized their life with their phone and begin to ignore the real world around them because they have decided and dedicated that this and how I've customized my life is my life. Mm. And so now you get people you know, um, saying, you know, everyone attacking each other online because what they say or what they do or how they live or politics or religion. And we're so angry at each other. And it's like, yeah, it's because we have decided that we're ignoring our fellow human and we have focused solely on the things that I want to see. And that's just not how life works. And that helps spawn things like, you know, conspiracy theories and, and fuel racism and fuel terrorism and fuel. And it's like, you know, now all these companies and Twitter and YouTube and even Grindr um, are all saying Trump can no longer use that. It's like, well, too little, too late. Grindr I mean, said too Trump little, too it. late. He's like, okay. Yeah, they I'm, did. It's, he's like, all right, like that one. Okay, I'm good. 
Even gr- like, Grinders taking a stand. Pinterest, Pinterest doesn't want him. And I've, I've seen people post pictures of like chihuahuas getting hair weaves. So the fact that a Pinterest don't want <laughs> You know, what was he doing on Pinterest? I'm just right. Like, what was he doing on Pinterest? What were those Trump Pinterest boards? Did, I've been using Pinterest as a way to, this is totally a jump, but since I've been doing my health thing, a lot of it is clean eating. Yes. I've been looking at Pinterest for cheat days. So like on my birthday, I went and got a whole fuck bunch of pancakes, but I've been sticking to like a, and there's been times I've slipped up, but what I'll do at night is I'll like be on print, Pinterest like, planning my next cheat day and like looking at pictures of cupcakes like where am i going to get this french toast or what am i going to want yeah i was going to say let's close because we only have a we only have a few minutes left so i want to close this up yeah last night you went on instagram live and you've talked on your show before you've talked about your journey with health and dieting and this and that so emma's also going on one right now and then i've also been on one for years just want to talk if you feel comfortable do you want to talk about that yeah, I mean, I'm doing a second round of the 12 week program. I started doing um, the 13 weeks ago because we're in the first week of the new 12 weeks. And uh, yeah, it's just more of a lifestyle change. Like I said, um, I was in I was in a relationship with somebody who made some subtle some some drastic changes without alerting me, right? And then I got, I was held responsible for not making certain changes that I didn't know needed to be made. And like in terms of like diet or diet, health, the, you know, the whole thing, you know, when you're in love and you're in a relationship, you're happy and and you're like, you know, and every day is a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and and credit, even though I don't want to give him any credit, he um, was an amazing cook and it was like, we were eating all the time. We had a fucking Brittle in here, you know, like oh, you do you know, brittle things. Yeah, yeah it was me. fantastic. And I love griddles. I watched. Um, I had to be. I mean, I didn't have to bear witness, but I mean, we're in an isolated pandemic, so I bear witness watching that person go into another relationship, and it's shocking me in a way and very painful. And for four days, I didn't eat. I lost my appetite because. Mm. I don't know what their situation was, but I was in love with them. So I lost my appetite for four days. And I, in four days, I had lost like 10 pounds. And I just was like, well, let's just keep going. Right. <laughs> you know, like, let's just kind of like figure out how we're going to get back into eating, how I'm going to redevelop my appetite. I mean, my appetite is back now, but, and now we have to restructure some things, but it just got me to like, get out the house, start walking, but really just also go on a journey of like my, um, my mental health. And mm-hmm. one of the most important things in this process is like learning me and learning the parts of me that I'm okay with and the parts of me that I'm not okay with. So, um, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot around me as a person, right? It was my personality, comedy, all of those things that I was internalizing in a really bad way. And it was causing me to put myself in a deep depression and have mm. a level of sensitivity around people that um, wasn't necessary. And it also caused me to be triggered from this relationship, some of the things, toxic things that I felt about myself. So I've just been going through this process of like, yeah, this ain't great, but this is okay because you ain't doing this and you're, you're a good person and you're there. So it was like, like talking to myself and then going like, as I'm getting older, 
what do I want my five years to look like? Like, what do I want my legacy of people to say? Not about career, but like, what do I want people? I want people to say like, oh, she's a nice person. She was always there for me. She's generous. She's loving. She's kind. She's compassionate. And how do I make those truths about myself more evident? Mm. So it was just walking through that. And for me to get to that place, I also have to be kind and compassionate and loving to myself. Yes. Yes. Right. Taking myself out and going for walks. I, I got a Peloton bike that's coming in here. Oh, good for you. Out. Oh, my God. That's awesome. What is yeah. the diet? Like, are you doing high protein? Like, I'm not is- doing a, a diet. It's a lifestyle change. So what I said, mm. I have a 12 week program and, um, you know, we, the, it's big. It's big now. Like a lot of people have joined. So I've even had to stop giving out the email address because I'm like, I'm tired of sending the thing. But what I told people is a lifestyle change. And what I want people to understand, my biggest problem in weight loss is I hit crashes and then I go right back. And right. Instead of going, let's just figure out how to deal with this, autocorrect, and then if come back the next day. And more importantly, not even wait for the next day. Let's wait. Let's go right after the mis- this mistake, go right back to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. So it's not a race to the finish, although I do have a goal for the end of the year. It's not about a race. It's about knowing I don't need to be eating Cheetos. Right. Right. I don't need to be eating things that cause me to crave other things that are bad. So yes. I got rid of the sodas. I got rid of the snacks. There are now things that I treat myself with. And the deeper I get into this transformation of how I treat my body and health and what I eat. And P.S. I fuck up still, too. You understand? I'm not acting like I'm perfect. I fuck up. But understanding that when I get dedicated to that and my palate starts to change, that even my cheat days aren't as crazy as they were. So like when I first started my cheat days, like, oh, I'm going to get a Philly cheesesteak and a strawberry cheesecake and I'm going to have a, a sun-kissed. Mm-hmm. And now my cheat days are like, oh, I'll order uh, like vegan ice cream from Van Leuven's or something right. like that. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. my taste has become more sophisticated health-wise about- Yes, and you I don't want to feel like shit, too. Yeah, like, you don't want to yeah, feel you... like I undid all right. of the things that I, right. you know, I've been doing. So it, that's, it, that's- It's also, too, with health and diet, you know, when you start to really focus, like you said, and you start going on this journey, when you start to go back to, like, for example, they'll say, like, cheat day, like you said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you start to think, well, wait, were those things making me happy overall? Was it making me happy in that moment? So like you said, like you start to sophisticate your palate and say, okay, my cheat day is not going to be, I'm ordering Popeye's and I'm going to order McDonald's. And I'm gonna, these are all the things that I love. You know, it's like, I'm going to make a really nice pasta. I'm going to make cacio mm-hmm. e pepe. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to enjoy the food that I made and then continue back on my track. Because if it helps right. your mental health, then it then it all kind of circulates. You're physically and mentally just in a better place. Then you wake up in the morning and you don't feel bad, you right. know, or you don't that, feel as bad because you can get a sugar hangover. I've had that before. Yeah, like, the nutritionist oh, said you know? that, Mateo. Like literally, they she said just to do that. Like she was because in the middle of the night one night, I got my special needs uncle two pieces of sugar free cheesecake, and then I ate one of them, and it's for my special needs uncle. And I was like, I ate his cheesecake. She was like, Well, that's a separate issue that you ate your special needs uncle's cheesecake. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, but it's okay. That you, and I had told him I got him two pieces too. So he's like, where are the piece? And I was like, eh, well, but, <laughs> but, but she was like, 
you did, you know, and I just put it in, I'm using my fitness pal or that app where I like, and yeah. And I just put that in there and it was like, okay, fine. If I hadn't put it in there, then it would have been a secret. And I would have just kept being quote unquote bad, but it's just, just trying to do it in a way where you're being honest. Right. And also too, it's like, and I'm sure all three of us have gone through this when you do have those moments, right? Like if I do indulge, I say I'm making carbonara tonight, right? Mm. There's nothing healthy about carbonara. It's just simply nothing healthy Except about the carbonara. Joy and after the joy, joyful, joyful. But um, so when I when I eat it, I think to myself, I'm going to celebrate this moment. Right. I like what I'm eating, but this is not forever. Like it's okay right. to it's okay to enjoy food, but. You know, I, I think we all have relationships with food, and everyone does, but we're oh, like, you feel guilt for how you eat it. You know, you mm-hmm. feel guilt for this. You feel guilt for that. And it's like, well, I can also just enjoy those. Like, having a, no pun intended, healthier relationship with food does help overall. Yes. I'm proud of you for sticking to it. I mean, you know, 12 weeks, 13 weeks is great. How much water are you drinking? Yeah. I mean, I'm drinking a shit ton of water. Yeah. Um, your skin's glowing. Yeah, your skin is. Is it the official amount? A shit ton? That's what I'm going to start saying when people ask me. Because I was trying to drink four liters and I stopped. So now if someone is asked, I'm just going to say a shit ton. I go for a shit ton. Sometimes I get a little shit bunch, but I'm going for a shit ton is what I'm going to start saying. I mean, I have a big liter thing that, you know, gallon thing that I drink. I drink. I cut sodas out completely. Good for you. I have seltzer when I, I want yep. something. You know, I, I went up during the pandemic. So I mm. have. So I had to lose, I gained like 37 pounds. So I lost 25 pounds. Good for and, you. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And so, and even, you know, I was down on myself because I was like, well, I just kind of got back around where I was, but like, even right. that's, so it's like, we re we refocus what we're doing for like the next 12 weeks. And then we know we're right. 12 weeks we do. And it's, and, and trust me, this week has been very hard. I mean, I still have a call out to my trainer. You know, this has been hard. I've been hit with a lot of things emotionally, you know, um, and it's caused me to sort of get into a tailspin. So mm. I, I get in control of that because I don't want my week to, you know, completely be fucked up. So I think, right. you know, you have to focus on how to make time for yourself. And, you know, that's why I'm hoping this Peloton really helps because, you know, the, and I've downloaded the Steezy app so I can dance, you know, like I've done things that like help to add, to do meditations and things of that nature yep. as well. because one of the things, especially for us as comics is like, once your career starts to get impede in your time off mm-hmm. and your available time to work out and be healthy, then that can put you in a tailspin just coupled with also the things that happen in life, you know? So it's all about like getting a control of your mind and, and rewarding yourself and then not being so hard on yourself, you know, being stern with yourself, but not harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where can people well, keep up with you with all that you're up yeah. to in your journey and your podcast and everything that you do? Yeah, well, people can, I mean, everything is at Yamanika on Instagram and, and the likes. I, you know, I have my own podcast uh, that I haphazardly do now because I do more, I do a, a live show on YouTube every Friday called Live with Yamanika. And uh, you can type in Yamanika official channel or just Yamanika to find um, my channel. And we we talk about a whole bunch of crazy nonsense throughout the week. It's uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 9 Central and 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Well, Yam, we can't thank you enough for coming yeah, on our you. show. 
I we love you very it. much. Thank you, everyone. Scarpins Avenue.